When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? We all have a say whenever something bad happens. We just throw our hands to the sky and say, Has a digger Iboai. What a show that's my friend. It's the only way to get through all these troubled times. Wow. There's war, poverty, famine. But having a saying makes it all seem better. There isn't enough food to eat. I don't know what it means, but it's fun Zulu music, I think. (laughs) Well, that's pretty neat. Does it mean no worries for the rest of our days? Kind of. (laughs) We've had no rain in several days. It's the best part of the Book of Mormon. You got to see this. The payoff. Well, the payoff's great, but also, uh, well, it contains the greatest line that can never be reset on a radio or television show, which is something about what you should do to God with your AIDS frog. Anyway, it's a, it's a great story. It's just a phenomenal story. But uh, last night, they recreated it at Gilbert Christian High School. I got this email from this guy. It says, uh, as a white father of a black son living in very, very white North Scottsdale, I can tell you that my antenna are always up. When my son starts a new interest in school, he's one of the three black kids at his high school, and he's suddenly singing in choir or dancing, I start to ask questions, and I've witnessed it happen a couple times. Uh, Last year, he started dancing uh, around the house, and it was choreographed dancing, not good dancing. And I said, what is is this? And he said, oh, I've been asked to help out with the tribute to Motown. <laughs> just, he wasn't even in the. He just sought out the black kid in the hall. Hey, you want to help us out with this Motown thing? He says, so I put a stop to that. 
he was singing in the house, and the kid can't sing, by the way. Uh, they uh, evidently started a production of a musical at the school. Mamma Mia was the, was the uh, musical. They were going to cast him as a black Greek. They needed one. Go get that kid over there in the science. <laughs> Is he in the drama department? God damn it. It's not why we need him. Uh, anyway, he said, I haven't seen it. I don't know the role. Uh, he was so He's just so anxious to fit in, they just kept asking him to do stuff. Truly as a token. And I had to explain to him what that was. And as a white guy, that's hard to do. Uh, I met with the drama teacher. And he actually said, we're so limited in the school with diversity. We need to make sure everyone gets represented, and your son helps us do that. And he's such a good kid, he just be, wants to be one of the gang. He'll discover it soon enough and start saying no. His mother is a yes, non-confrontational type, and uh, he's turning out to be just the same, so he's going to end up in a cult. Uh, if Brady's Kids <laughs> School needs to hire my son out for their next tribute to Africa, we can discuss fees. Sign David. Well, if that's it, Brady, you got a an African for hire for your kids next uh Well... I guess they didn't do the similar thing because there are, are some black kids that go to Gilbert Christian. And they didn't. Why ask did they them to yeah, seek them out for their big because tribute to Africa? Because <laughs> they all went, uh, uh-uh. uh. You would do what now? Yes, Tyrone. My name is Larry. Look, Tyrone. <laughs> uh, we need you to help us out a little, Tyrone. With we're gonna do a Zulu warrior songs, and we thought you'd be great for it. And what made you think I'd be good at that? <laughs> well, you're a Zulu warrior, so I mean. It's in you, right? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say no and walk away before I hit you in the face, Mrs. Peterson. <laughs> God bless. Yeah, right. Oh, God, that's funny. That's great stuff, Brady. Got another email from a guy. Where'd that one go? And his, uh, his, he's, he's in uh, Salt Lake City. And he said he's got uh, his, his son up there. He's always a, uh, yeah. Says as a white father of a black kid in suburban Utah, and it's rich up here. Congratulations, Gilbert couldn't even offer the brown kid a scholarship to sing their Zulu tribal songs. Just go out in the streets and get one. <laughs> I said we could fly your kid in. He said sorry, he's already been recruited by all the white basketball teams in the area. They had practice last night, so there's no way he could have made it. <laughs> it's the best thing. I, my my African friend Janny, who turns out was like 22, and they didn't even take a look. Showed up here from. Africa as a lost boy of the Sudan didn't speak a lick of English. Shadow Mountain High School, some beautiful Christian family took him in. He had a Vietnamese roommate who also didn't speak a lick of English, and they just stared at each other all the time. I did not know. He did not know. We just looked at each other. We drew pictures. Just tried to see what the f*** is going on. So the next morning, he's like, okay, Janny, Ching Pai, it's time for school. And without any sort of like buffer zone in between getting here, acclimating, and like trying to go to school, he's here for like a day, and they're like, "You're gonna go shout him out," and it's a good one. And he and his Vietnamese friend just got dr- driven to this school, and within, Janny tells the story so within like five hours, track coach is like, "Whoa, hey, what's that?" <laughs> Puts the thing on him. You're on the track team, track, and he does the tracky track run. Okay. And so he would just put him in the suit. You don't need shoes. And tell him to run. And Janny ran long distance track one state twice before he could speak English. And how old was he? Well, he's probably about 22 in reality, and they had him listed at 16. <laughs> but the first race was kind of funny. Well, it wasn't the first race. It was, was it several races? Janny just didn't know why he was running. He, when he tells you, I did not know what was happening. I knew they were happy when I finished, and they were happy when I finished before everyone else. I assumed we were racing. I did not know. <laughs> he put him in the thing. 
<laughs> they shoot the gun, which immediately he's thinking, oh, God, the warlords. And so he takes off running, and it was long distance, so he'd go through neighborhoods. And one day he said, I was alone. I ran so much faster than all the other kids. I get way out ahead of them, and I don't know where I am. <laughs> so he ran till dark. And uh, the coach is like, what the hell happened to Janny? He was at a breakneck pace there at that first turn. He was a, he's a good four laps ahead of everybody. Janny missed the turn and just ran around the neighborhoods like, like somebody will come get me. Finally found the school again. It was like an hour and a half late. <laughs> what the hell happened out there? <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. got to put a bell on the kid. He said the Red Rocks in Sedona were beautiful. <laughs> and he made it back and almost won. <laughs> Not last I place. ran to Flagstaff and back, and I came in fourth. The other kids ran eight miles. <laughs> yeah, Jamie's lightning fast. Tried to get him on the basketball team. It was too hard to try to coach. Janny's story about track is the best, but that's – I mean, that dude's – he's sitting in his desk going, well, there's a guy. This year is going to suck. Coaching track at Shadow Mountain stinks. Whoa, what's that over there? It's like a, a legitimate African just showed up. Oh, there is a God, and he answers prayers. Every night that guy laid in his bed. Please, Lord, Jesus, God, mighty Jesus. Uh, if you could afflict my wife with some sort of debilitating cancer and get her out of here. And also, send me an African. I'm wasting <laughs> my time. I need an African. Right around the time that Janny got back, I was helping out uh, You know that young life with, and at Washington High School, one of the lost boys. Six nine. Yeah, I think we know what we can do with you. <laughs> we got a plan for you. Thirty one years old. Nobody ever. Janie's still because his birthday. They just assigned him a birthday, which is my favorite part of the Janie story. It's like, how old are you, lady? I don't know. Sixteen, and you're born in March. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he doesn't know. So he's gone back to his home and all that stuff and tried to figure out like times and stuff. And they're like, yeah, you were born in like. 75. Oh, my God. I am almost 50. I am 20 years removed from high school. <laughs> and he's like, and it did not matter to them. Because if you were over 18, they just basically did what they're doing to the immigrants in Martha's Vineyard. You're on your own. If you were under 18, you got a family. And you got to live with some Christians up there and that were patting themselves on the back for taking in uh, people of color in neighborhoods that didn't usually do that. But if you had one that spoke another language, you were amazing. If you just picked up, you know, Lamont off the road down there, like, get him out of here. He's going to steal all of our – he's going to go to our medicine cabinets. Yeah, hi, I'm Lamont. The, the Johnsons just adopted my ass from Maryville. How y'all doing? Oh, my God. Do we have to move? But if it's like, look, I come here from uh, – oh, he's an authentic one. <laughs> you get him in that antique shop? Where'd you get that? It's amazing. We found him online. Pat, pat, pat. We also have a Vietnamese one, but he doesn't come out much. He lives underground. Blindside story after blindside story. <laughs> right. We're hoping for the best. We've got five now. One's real big. Well, he's got NBA written on him. You do. Oop, hop. May I have more food? Danny's story about the first time. He didn't know about dogs. That's how he was. He didn't know about dogs. He didn't know those were things. So he went into his family's house and he didn't know. Goes to his room, sees the Vietnamese kid. Uh, yeah, okay, 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 <laughs> thumbs up. And then they leave. And he said, this, "He said, then this lion burst through the door, and I ran." I'm like what? He goes, "It was a golden retriever. I did not know what that was, but it burst through the door." He's in his home. 
any animal that comes into the house is going to eat you. Yeah. So he just took <laughs> off. Ah! He's so fast. Tell Coach Johnson, I think we got us a runner. <laughs> He's going to go to Azusa Pacific on the track team for sure. We don't have to pay for his college. Didn't speak any English. None. Already went in track meets. And they say you have to keep your grades up. Well, give him an A for that. He's, you know, it's all language barrier thing. Kid can run like lightning. Get him out there. So you need one of those over at Gilbert Christian if you're going to do Zulu Warrior Night again. You should probably talk to somebody. And Brady, if you do get a call later today, don't call me and go, can't do that. You tell them, you're wrong. You fight back. Don't make it about, you know, taking in a, you do not get punished for this. That's the, oh yeah. Yeah. If they call and go, we don't like that you talked about Zulu Warrior Night on the radio. You know, John Jane Rich don't talk about those types of things. Their kids been going here for a long time. No, they've been uh, suspended. Have they? No. For Zulu Warrior Talk? They haven't gone in a couple years. If they, if they punish you or try to admonish you for talking about this, you tell them. Really? You want me to keep it quiet for a reason, I guess, huh? You know it's wrong. Yeah, don't shush me. How about no more Zulu Warrior Night? <laughs> well, we have to. It's funnier. It's funny and it keeps people entertained. And have one kid go up there and tell Polak jokes for 45 minutes. Don't tell anybody. I'll warm up the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That is – I can't get enough of what just happened. But the Lost Boys, that's the best story ever. Now, this one says Brady, uh, the Sudanese Lost Boy was Marie. Is that right? That sounds Known right. Known as Mike. Yeah. He was seven feet one. Was he? Okay. He was- I got him through high school. He barely spoke English. But he ended up being the funniest effing dude in the world, just telling stories like Janny all the time. His name was Marie. Seven one. Yeah. All right. The coach of whatever school that was needs to be fired for not molding him into something amazing. Kevin Bacon could do it. Remember the air up there? <laughs> he right. just found five of them and ended up winning stuff. You get a seven foot one Sudanese guy who's just grateful for a meal. Champion. If you didn't win the they state championship, they went to the state they go, Okay, they, they, okay. So long as they did that, did they lose? I can't remember. Well, if they didn't lose to another Sudanese seven foot one or on the other side, then this was a tragedy of coaching. You've got a seven foot one basketball machine because the only thing you can do to kill his time—he's not talking to people. He's trying to learn English and play ball and acclimate. You give me a seven foot one inch kid that can't speak English, I'll have you a state championship in five months. Five months. I have never played the game. You don't have to worry about any of that. Have you seen DeAndre Ayton? He barely played. All he does is stand under there. <laughs> you don't even have to run that much. You can get $250 million. Play a little defense. Just make it so that ball doesn't go in there for them, and it always goes in there for us. Okay. This is easy. <laughs> All right. Trevor, Jaden, Caden, Larry. This is Migaka. He's our new center. New rule Coach Holmberg has for the team. Any white kid, shoot that ball, you're cut. <laughs> Pass it to him every time. We won't be able to shut up. It goes into Migotcock. You want to win? <laughs> you want to win the championship or not? If we win 85 to 83 in a game and he doesn't have 85 points, you're all cut. <laughs> Basketball program's cut. If this, <laughs> I'm quitting, I'm walking, <laughs> and you're all out. I'll burn your uniforms tonight. 85 points from him and Gokok, or you guys aren't playing ever again.
One of those kids would just, I'm launching a three. Screw Coach Holmberg. Well, guess what? Coach Holmberg was serious. You are out. Ngakwak touches it every time. I don't care if all five guys are guarding him and they look like barnacles on the bottom of a boat. He's still going to score over them. Now, trouble starts if we have to play South Mountain. <laughs> I'm going to need you kids to learn defense. That's all I need you whites to do. Defense. There's a whole bunch of little Jeff Hornacek's out there. That's it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. He's get the mad ball at him. Fourth quarter, 10 <laughs> seconds left. They're still down by one. We wouldn't be in this position if Caden wouldn't have shot three times. Right, Caden, you're 0 for 3. What did I goddamn tell you about shooting when you've got him Gotcock on the team? Coach, I was open. Of course you were open. All five were guarding the big guy. Get it to him. I can make the ball into the hoop, Coach. I know. Aren't you going to draw up a play? You're cut. You know the play. Get the ball. Get it to him, Gakak. If I don't hear an African group screaming f- top of their lungs up there, the Lost Boys come and watch him. Gakak's probably 31 years old. You guys have no idea what kind of life experience he's getting. He's going to crush high school kids. Oh, I wish I could coach high school basketball. It's just one. Yeah. And when we had that, I had a charity event at my house for the Lost Boys of the Sudan and Janny's Sudanese thing. And man, oh, man. I did it for two reasons. It was a nice charity, first. Two, to scare the hell out of my neighbors. Because <laughs> that many Sudanese people wandering around in my neighborhood had to horrify people. I didn't put up signs. I didn't put a next door app thing. Hey, we're going to have a big charity. But just suddenly, dusk rolled around, and you've never seen blacker people in your life walking to my house. And I mean, hundreds of them. <laughs> And that's before the gays were there. That's when the old people were there. The old man was there. And he was really the reason. I was trying to accidentally kill him. (laughs) See if I get his heart pumping. The hell's going on over there? (laughs) Jesus Christ, it's an invasion. And at night, they're like, I hear music, but is the party still going on? We did. We had a scene. Oh, you couldn't. We had no joke because we didn't. Where Janny had set up his microphone, it got dark. And we had to put a white background up because nobody could find him. I'm not. And that was their suggestion. They said, put something white behind him. We don't know where he is. So he stood in front of the screen. He did his presentation. And nobody seemed mad. Had I suggested it, it would have been trouble. Oh, yeah. But it yeah. was uh, uh, Dang, who is a comedian now. He's a riot. And he's like, put white behind Johnny. None of it knew you are. And then like, ah, rejoice. They're so happy. And they're just. Stories are amazing. And they were all mad at the younger ones who are second generation. Because then they started to show up. And they're all like college age. And uh, they started to show up. And none of them understood like – like Janie's, Janie always gets mad at his daughter because she like throws food away. And he's like, you have no idea how hard it is to get that stuff. But I got mad at Janny that time because he complained to the waitress about the appetizers. And I'm like, eight years ago, you didn't know what appetizers were. <laughs> Eat it. What was it, cold or something no, or what? It's swimming in some sort of sauce. <laughs> it's too much sauce. I'm like, too much. <laughs> Listen to you, you spoiled son of a bitch.
There's too much sauce. You had a cup of pee in your hand five years ago, wandering around trying to figure out how to get out of there. Now you got too much sauce at the old Applebee's. <laughs> Los Sombreros always gives me too much sauce. I have to complain to the manager. Oh, now you're African Karen. I see what's going on. I love hanging out with him. He's a riot. Anyway, and now he's the uh, evidently he's the choir leader over there at Brady's Kids School. <laughs> Did Kirby hip you to the idea? Doing this big Zulu number, Daddy. You're going to love it. You have no idea. No, what's she was done because she's uh, first. Uh, oh, she was first or second. Her, yeah. uh, you know, went to orchestra first. Yeah. Then oh. band. Okay. Then why did you stay then? Yeah. What are you sticking around for? Could have been out of there in ten minutes. It was the first one. Well, I mean, I'm glad you did because you yeah. got the Zulu warrior dancing. But I'm in the I'm in the front row too. There's your problem right there, pal. Oh. <laughs> Although my. My buddy got up and left. Did he? Yeah, after his daughter. She was an orchestra. She was a senior. Yeah. That was their fourth one there. And she's like, oh, okay. But she's done. That's what he's his dues at yeah. this point. I'm like, I figured it's the first one, freshman, you know. No. You, you leave it, when your out. kid's done. Tell you what, I'm glad I stayed. Isn't it similar to like a Little League game if your kid had the field first and when his game's over, you leave? You don't yeah, stay but, for all the kids' games. But if I didn't, what? No, yeah, no, I'm glad you did. I mean, this particular answer is for your sake, you should leave. And the barbershop quartet was good. Yeah. No, no, that's never been said before. I just got before. the same part. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, they... You, you leave right away after your kid's done. I'm glad you didn't yeah. for the sake of knowing. We know now. Horrible cultural appropriation was thrown in the faces of the Gilbert Christians. <laughs> oh, that's great stuff. Brady, I'm so proud of you. You're going to get kicked out of that school today. I hope Kirby <laughs> likes public school because that's where she's going to have to go after today. They're going to find you. They can't I've been be. doing uh, a thing with Kirby oh, <laughs> when no. she's not keeping her grades up, you know. Mm-hmm. I just uh, put the sound effect of a hawk screeching because she would end up at Highland High School. <laughs> so she's like, you got she go, I got a 39 out of 50 on my quiz. And all she hears is that. Hey, 39 out of 50 is pretty good. That's an 80. 78. That's a C plus. Not cutting it. Nah, she's a C-plus kid. She's got C-plus daddy. So it's, come on. Don't, let's not put the bar too high. Keep C-plus is the bare minimum, but that's still yeah, pretty good. Yeah. You want her to get A's and stuff, especially in eighth grade, because eighth grade is basically idiot material. I mean, you, you, that's when they really separate the idiots from the kids who get it. Yeah, if you she's start ninth failing it, yeah. now, and you got to oh, start. Yeah, yeah. Eighth yeah. and ninth grade, still idiot stuff. They're not teaching anything good. Until you get into that math. You start getting math, it's like, whoa, I, could, I might be an idiot. I learned in ninth grade, I'm like, oh, they're separating us now by who's actually going to go forward with life and who isn't. I'm good at everything but this. Math was a complete catastrophe. And math, was, what ta- math taught me one thing. Fs don't kill you like I thought they did. <laughs> I, I, I literally thought an F was the end of my life. I got an F in algebra. I was terrible. I, it just, my brain just did not still. You put it in front of me and be like, I have no idea what to do with and this. And you didn't have to re-up it? You just yeah, did rolled it again. On? Got another F. Yeah, okay. And then I went into a, I did accounting and rudimentary uh, day-to-day math. I found the classes for dummies. It's like, you can't do this. I, and I actually goofed once and they put me in geometry, which I did really well in. And you need algebra for that. But for some reason, algebra on its own, idiot. Complete idiot. So I got an F and I'm like, uh-oh, A-A-A-A-A-F on the card. And I'm like, I'm dead. I'm going to go home. My dad's going to cut my head off. I'm going to be put in a suitcase and be shipped somewhere else. This is it. And they're like, well, you know, math is hard. And they realize that eighth and ninth grade is when they're like, <laughs> we're separating. The cream is going to rise and you're not the cream. So we got one. We got a dummy. And then I'm like, well, if Fs don't get me killed, why am I trying so hard in all these other classes? I already know this stuff. So then it became like, just give me C's and get me out of here. Dan and Marcy were okay with that? Yep. Not really. <laughs> but – 
I you also realized by your eighteen. I also realized, yeah, that's basically all he said was just graduate on time or I'll kill you. And uh, don't embarrass me. That's what my dad said. Don't embarrass me. If if I have to tell my friends, well, he was supposed to graduate and I didn't. He was going to kill me. It was more about him and his ego, and he was right, and his ego and his reputation if his dumb son didn't make it out of high school because I was dicking around. But I realized uh, through ninth grade math, I don't have to get all A's. This is dumb. And so I started getting the, the, a bare minimum of my way out. And at a certain point, my parents, the threats were over. Well, take your car. We live right next to the school. I, okay. And I wasn't being a jerk about it. I'm just like, I'm not going to try that hard. I was working. I had money. They, they were helpless. They were helpless. I had become an accidental adult right in front of me. Like, God damn it. He's got, we love that he's got the, the work ethic and the responsibility thing. We can't take that from him. I think I need to take that rep- approach. Yeah. Just let him get seized. Because I've, I've put the bar at three, 3.0. Way too high. You have to, if, if you want to drive, you got to get a 3.0 average. No, two five tops. He's at a two seven three. It's like he just doesn't want to apply himself. And I'm like, well, that's just him being dumb because then you just go, no fours or no car, and then you'll get your three. If it's not perfect, fours, yeah, just, say, just say, get a four, I'm taking your car away. Oh, yeah, well, then he doesn't ever have a car. It's a big deal. Why don't you have this stringent policy that Ohio University had on our fraternities in order to be staying in the fraternity? 2.0? 2.0. Yeah, 2.3. Oh, yeah. That's was that, a low C? <laughs> yeah. I could knock that stiff all day. I'd have been the president of something. <laughs> And there's three or four guys that, sorry, didn't make grades. The best thing about school is that, like, you can be failing and then realize, "Uh uh-oh, I'm getting a low D right now. And then you just press the gas a little bit, pop it back up. It's so easy to get, like, if you have half a brain, so easy to push that grade up about 12 points and then just ride. You know what it is about asshole fraternities is that they're all connected. (laughs) When you graduate with your 2.3 average, you go to John, who's, who's... got the good grades and he yep. gives you a job at his investment right. firm oh it's all about networking that's it's what genius. i'm saying yeah. i'm like you got your two three average Nobody what, cares what about the hell am i grades in the real world i just don't want to pay for school for alex let me I'm ask you this like, when's the last time you even went to a doctor and said what kind of grades did you get he might have just barely gotten through sure but he's got the title now so grade point plaque. average your grade point average doesn't matter you got out you did it i don't know if any of my doctors were straight a students i have no idea they went to MCC. They could, and- yeah, they might have been MCC and then <laughs> flown over to the Dominican Republic and got there. I don't know. He's wearing the coat. Seems like he knows more than I do. He knows what antibody. He can do I pronounce- feel better when yeah. I leave? <laughs> right. And is he fixing it or not? My doctor's name was Dr. Jakovsky. That's hilarious. And he's like one of the leading surgeons in the in the world for hip surgery. He's amazing. He's like running at the Core Institute. I, I didn't ask him, like, what kind of grades? I didn't interview him. He's a doctor. He showed up. I'm like, yeah, you're here. You got through. And nobody cares what your grades are. That is the biggest farce in the world. The only people that care what your grades are are the school themselves and your parents. I asked my doctor one time what kind of grades you get. And he goes, what do you want? Oxy? Yeah. What do you need? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if you're going to pay in cash, I'll give you whatever you want. <laughs> they don't care. There's a lot of doctors floating around out there that deed out of school. I barely made it through medical school. But now I'm a doctor. And then life experience kicks in. You're like, oh, everybody's just got a cold or a, an ear infection. Being a doctor is easy. Surgeons are different, but being a regular doc, I think I can do it at this point. I've just been around long enough to know that, like, oh, you got an ear infection. You just refer them to a specialist. Them to a, yeah, that's if you're worried you about do. anything, yeah. you give them to a good doctor. Yeah. That's what D-doctor, that's why there's so many D-doctors are like, <laughs> pretty sure you got an ear infection, but uh, just in case, you should go see this guy. He got A's. <laughs> he tried. I just squirted out for the paycheck. 
How are you a doctor? That's why I work at an urgent care, asshole. You come here for <laughs> ear infections. I send you to good doctors when I don't know what's going on. And that's most of the time. Well, checking out WebMD, I think you have a, a cold. And you think that the reason they tell us not to go to WebMD is because that's what they do. <laughs> they, you guys have WebMD. That's why you wait after they, they yeah. check on you and yeah. you're waiting a good 15 minutes. Basically, Wikipedia is your thing back Researching. to you and hopes you didn't read it already. WebMD shouldn't be allowed. We shouldn't be allowed to go. Doctors are like, I should go to WebMD. It's all inaccurate. It'll drive you nuts. Every doctor tells you not to go, and that sends up a red flag to me to go. That's how they do it then. They just don't want us to, to infiltrate their way. And make it simple. Because then we don't need them anymore. If WebMD works, and it does, uh, if WebMD works, then doctors are obsolete. So they tell you not to go for a reason. I'm convinced I know why. They don't want you to self-medicate either because I got all that stuff in my house. I've self-medicated several illnesses away. Se- yeah, I know you uh, Several. And, and I've been good at it. And I've gone to doctors. You were an said, early adopter of WebMD. Big time. And keeping extra antibiotics around the house. You take, and they tell you that too. You take too many antibiotics, your body will get used to it. It won't work anymore. I'm like, I'm 50. Former employees here happened. would come back with a giant bottle of that amoxic, Mexi, Mexicillin. Nancy, let's name her. <laughs> yeah, go get me some of that Mexicillin. And I mean hundreds and hundreds of them. And I just don't, I just don't buy it. Just because you got a card that I says. did it for Brett. You got a card that says. with Z-Packs. You get a business card that says handyman. Doesn't make you handy. <laughs> you might be. You but it doesn't put, make you good at it. You just got to put the other two keywords on there, licensed and bonded. <laughs> right, licensed. Nobody that's checks all I that care either. about. You know why? Because I don't want to get sued in case you're <laughs> right, not that handy right. and you cut your hand off. <laughs> oh, it sliced my arm off. Well, thank God you're licensed and bonded so uh, I don't get sued by your family for hiring some idiot. <laughs> they got those dudes that climb palm trees. Oh, man. And they come to my house and they'll Fearless. be like, plank tree, crapon tree. Like it's 50 feet up. And they give me a card that just says Raul Vasquez, palm tree guy. And I'm like, licensed and bonded? Um, get off my property. Here's <laughs> my driver's license. Yeah, I, I you told, look in the card. Licensed and bonded. Yeah, I told the one guy we were laughing because this was before I knew licensed and bonded. But I learned it while the guys that I had trim, they used to, they were amazing. They were the best palm tree trimmers I've ever had. And they were up there every couple months. And then one time he'd come down and their leader would always stand underneath with his hands folded watching them. Like, there's three guys. Two would be in the trees. One guy on the ground. And I said, uh, I just, I have to tell you that I can't do this with you anymore because the license and bonded thing. And I think I talked about it on the air mm-hmm. that Mexican. And he's, oh, no, the license bonded. He does nothing. And I'm like, if one of these idiots falls out of that tree and dies on my property, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And he gets sued for everything by you. The guy standing here at the bottom, he starts laughing. He goes, we just bury him. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, now we're talking a different language here because I don't want to spend the extra hundred bucks for licensed and bonded guy. If, John, you'll, if, you, if you're in on it, I'll get the shovels. We'll start holes now. John, you know what they call the doctor who graduated last in his class at medical school? Doctor. Doctor. Grades don't mean they crap don't mean in anything. the real world. They don't. And then another one. John, veterinarian here. Well, they do everything. Guess what I do all the time? Self-diagnose and prescribe meds. <laughs> and it's the same medicine. <laughs> right. Do- I learned that, too. I've been taking my dog's prednisone every time I get allergies. <laughs> right. he, that, he died years ago. I, I still have the pred. And they're like, it expires, you know. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It cures allergies. <laughs> well, it gets weaker with time. So do I. I need the allergy medicine. <laughs> so we're matched. Yeah. <laughs> so we're it's matched. perfect. I'm running the same parallel lines as this medicine. <laughs> It gets weak. You can't do that. I'm like, you just want more money. I got 600 tablets of right, prednisone, right. and my dog died when he needed it. I'm eating that. 
I got can't waste that. I got loads of little medicine bottles that say <laughs> "Patient Canine Sheila," "Patient Canine Ben." I'm right. like, that's that is antibiotics. I take prednisone every time I feel like my throat's itch. I took it last week, and now that Doctor Jay Schwartz gave me this, I there's eye prednisone, and then we went to the. Uh, it was great because you have to take so many drops and for infection just to to stave it off. And I'm reading about this stuff, and I'm like, anytime you get like eye allergies and stuff, this stuff's pretty great too. But don't don't abuse it. And I'm like, watch this. One drop a day. I haven't had a problem. My eye started to itch and be weird. And I'm like, oh, that's no good. Bloop, bloop. Two weeks later, aces. Feel great. I will self-diagnose anything. And doctors tell you not to go to WebMD and not to use old meds because they want your business. Fact. Same reason I'd be like, well, they're doing that over at Sirius. Sirius sucks. You guys should never listen to it. You know that they're corrupt. Well, that's because I want you to listen to us. Sirius doesn't do anything wrong. It's just another place trying to do business. Some of it's good. But yeah, self-diagnosed. That WebMD works. Now, sometimes you get a little wound up and go too deep, end up treating yourself for cancer around the house. That's no good. But that's when you go to the real doctors, like what Brett says. If you feel like you got cancer, you start going to doctors that have had to kind of prove themselves. I go to those urgent cares and see that dude is just sweating. Hang on. i got to go in the other room. The reason they leave the room is to go in their computer and go, I have no idea what this guy's got. All they do is give you Z-Packs and refer you to somebody else. <laughs> That's all they do at urgent care. I think they've got a closet of Z-Packs. Yeah. <laughs> it broke my arm. <laughs> oh, I'll be right back, bro. Oh, looks like you got a broken arm. That's what I told you. Here's a Z-Pack. What? <laughs> you won't get infected. You need to go see a specialist. We what can't set it. What do you do here? Send you to good doctors. What's wrong with you? Take your Z-Pack and leave. Trust me. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> I'm wearing the coat. It's got the snake and the stick. Idiot. Take your Z-Pack. And he's right. Like later, yeah. like I took the Z-Pack. My arm didn't get infected. Specialist for stitches? Come on. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. What am I, Betsy Ross? Go over to somebody. Get sewn up by somebody else. Doctors, grades. You think about grades. Poor Kirby's getting beat up. Poor Alex getting beat up for grades. You'll wander into an urgent care and just assume this dude had to ace it to get the job. He didn't. He might have cheated on every test. A doctor with D's is called doctor. They're all the same. I don't. And again, it's the and old. If not, you can be a chiropractor. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, then, and call yourself a doctor, and everybody kind of chuckles because we deep down know. But you trust them too. And there are D plus chiropractors. You don't go in and ask for grades. John, I'm right there with you. I take my dog's prednisone for gout. Great stuff. Feels <laughs> it right up. Oh, stuff is amazing. Gosh. If you got gout, look, that's what they're going to give you. You know. Right. I didn't know that. I'm 50 years old. <laughs> I, I get the same colds every time. Like, I'm a cycle of colds. Like, if I get lumps and stuff, I'm like, I need to see a real doctor. But if I've got the medicine in the cabinet, and I'm like, uh-oh, that little weird side throat thing in my ears clogged. Ear infection, probably sinus infection. That's going to be prednisone and amoxicillin. I'm knocking this out in five days. No, you don't take it the proper amount, it'll come back. And then I'll do it again. Well, if you start taking too much antibiotics, it'll wear off. I don't care. <laughs> By that time, I'll be dead. Because in 10 or 12 years, I'm like, antibiotics don't work anymore. I'm going to die from this. They're like, well, we told you not to do Time it. Time to die. What they'll do is, we've got to give you a stronger dose of antibiotics. All right. So my dosage was wrong. So now what I know is take two. John, I was always told A students become teachers. B students work for the C students. <laughs> that's well, that's true. It is true. That's so wildly true it hurts. Anyway, take your meds this morning, everybody. You're telling me, Brady, 
that if uh, your dog had high blood pressure yeah. and you had a ton of medicine left of high blood pressure meds from the dog after it passed away and they give you like a, a barrel of it, and I don't know why vets do that. And it's the same one. It's the same one. You're like, gobble, gobble. Sucking down dog medicine. Because it isn't dog medicine. I have to go. <laughs> I have to go to the vet every once in a while and get syringes. Box, cause they, or not the vet, but the, uh, the uh, pharmacy at the Walgreens. And I have to get syringes, and I have to get uh, insulin for my diabetic cat. And I walk up there, and I'm always like, uh, medicine, Holmberg. And I go, okay. It's, and, uh, but it's not for, and I always tell them this, and I don't know why I don't have to. I divulge too much. It's not for me. And I'm like, it's not for me. It's for my cat. And the one time the guy comes back, and he pushes it towards me, and he goes, your dad's name is Elgato? I'm like, no, I said my cat. He goes, oh, I thought you said it was for your dad. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's for my cat. My cat is Elgato. That makes sense, the cat. And uh, it's embarrassing. But then I realized they're giving me the same thing here. I have to go to the same pharmacy that I go for people medicine. It's the same stuff. That's why it costs the same. Exactly the same. Take your dog meds. Take, stop going to the doctor so much. It's silly. Ladies, especially you. You guys love the doctor. And part of the deal is Megan has taken every time a dog gets a nose run, she's over there at the vet, and we got pi- and piles and piles of medicine. I'm like this is great. I got little Mexico in the down in the end of the hallway with dog names all over it. You know what else works? Rimadil. You know Rimadil? Yeah. For, it, I got a jug of that. Knock a headache out. Oh, it's like dog aspirin. Oh. Have you ever had one? <laughs> No. Chew one up, man. They're A, they're not bad. B, uh, if you get a headache, that stuff is a cure. Like, I'm going to get a doctor to email. Like, you can't take Rimadil. It's awesome. It's got a little kind of a brine to it. It's almost like a bad oyster. Oh, you have to chew it? You can't just swallow it? You can it? chew it if you. Well, the ones I have are like horse pills. They're, bl- oh, they're squares. They're, yeah, they're about the size of a. They're, yeah, they're, well, I can cut them in half and I, I can swallow it, but I give it a chunk of chew. I don't even know if Megan knows I've done that for years. I dip into that Rimadil. If I get a headache, Rimadil, great stuff. I got Ronnie and Kirby on pet insurance. So much cheaper. <laughs> it works. $1,200 a year, and they cover 80%. No questions. <laughs> yeah, I take all that. I, stop it. Doctors, please. You're, you're one step above being my cable guy. You barely made it. I go to the urgent care, and I, 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 I went into the urgent care that one time, and my eye wouldn't stop watering. And my nose hurt, and I had sensitive teeth, and I'm like, this is, a, this is a sinus infection. I've had this. I know what this is. I need some antibiotics and some prednisone. That's, that fixes me every time. You know how certain cars are like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah. But just by looking at it, you're like, and they just go in and fix the thing. Same with me. I'm just like a car that breaks the same way every time. I'm, it's a manufacturer's default. It's a goof. I go in, and I told the guy, I'm like, I won't start, stop running. He's a little Indian guy. He was not busy either. And uh, eyes running like mad. Like, I need something for this. He gives me some drops right away, like right in the lobby. Let me get that fixed up. I'm like, all right. So then I also need prednisone and antibiotics because I got a sinus infection, but I don't know if they're related. And he goes, okay. I will be right back. He leaves. He comes back. Prescription in hand. I didn't even go into the back room. Are you sure about this? I'm like, yeah, I'm positive. So I get this every year. This is it. There you go. Off you go. Oh, man. And I stood there and waited for the front desk girl to pay. Nobody ever showed up, and I just left. And I'm like, I think I just doctored myself right out of the doctor's office. Went to the thing, got stuff. I was better in two days. Go in and tell a doctor, this is what I need. And they'll, all right. Because they know, oh, great, he doesn't need me. Just diagnose yourself. It's the safest thing you do. WebMD is good.
Once it says cancer, back up two. That's what you've got. <laughs> so they give you the five things it could be and back up two. You've got that. And most of the time it's like uh, – like most of the time people go to WebMD for when it hurts to pee because they don't want to tell anybody. Uh-oh. Is this a, are they like long-lasting STDs that can come get you 15 years later? So you look and you see like, oh, I've got – I've either got – like a bladder infection or, you know, a UTI, and then it starts bleeding into STI and same symptoms and everything else. But once it starts saying, once the word cancer is in the description, go back to, you've got a UTI. That's what doctors do. You get to the really dangerous crap, and then you go back to, that's where you go, and you just get the medicine for that. And it'll tell you on WebMD what the medicine is. Usually treated with amoxicillin. And amoxicillin cures everything. Anyway. What it hurts to pee on WebMD. It hurts. <laughs> <made me> do, <laughs> so. I'm telling you exactly what it's going to Urosis or something like that? Urosis? Oh, no, I'm just doing your, your method. Okay, yeah. so how far do I go down and then back oh, up to? Oh, no, no. Two? Well, you got to go onto the page. That this is like different than what I'm used to seeing. They usually give you like four. I don't go to WebMD. I go to Google. Oh, it hurts oh, to pee. Oh, oh. And then it'll give you five or six things to click on. Uh, you get to like something called myotysis or something like that. I don't even understand that. I don't have that. So if you just write in it hurts to pee, they go back to and you've got that. This is my okay, theory so, on how to diagnose yourself. So online diagnosis, it says. Well, yours looks totally different. Whenever I do it, there's five well, pictures. This is the ad. Oh, the pictures? Yeah. All right. Well, not images. You don't even have to go. It just says all, and then you go down, and it'll give you five synopsis. <laughs> right. What the hell is that? The yeah. well, first one was a crank. women. <laughs> Some lady sitting. For, all right, just go to painful urination, causes, and treatment. Okay. Seven reasons why it hurts to pee and right. what to do about this it. This is different, but I'll do it. First off, vaginal discharge. That one's right out. Urinary <laughs> tract infection is number one. That is number one because more than likely, that's, that's it. What you got. It's, it's in the number one slot like a Michael Jackson song in the 80s. Next one's STI. Ooh. Okay. Now you got to start thinking about what you've been up to. Okay. Itchiness changes to your usual vaginal discharge. Yeah, exactly. If you have unusual <laughs> vaginal click, you're out. You don't have that. Cystitis? Cystitis scared me once. I thought maybe I had that, but then inflammation it of the bladder. But but that's when you're like no, because then you start thinking if I had inflammation of the bladder, there'd be like more pain. It just hurts to pee. Okay, that's out. Kidney infections, not I don't have that. And if I do, amoxicillin. What about that one though? Now that's one you have to worry about. But then you have to know if you got you got to match the symptoms. So back okay. pain. So now you cl- you would click on kidney or bladder stones. You got back, you got the symptoms. Okay, you're right. You it does to, it yeah. does have a link for if if these are your symptoms. Yeah, you click on the if these are your symptoms, and okay. then it gives you like five more, and then you just work backwards. Vaginal tears? What? That is the best. That's what I've had. That is the best band I've ever heard of. In my life. Vaginal tears were. Uh, I think Brady said that in his wedding vows. I remember hearing that. I was a little drunk, but pretty sure. I was there. I will dry your vaginal tears because nobody dries a vagina like me. <laughs> what are vaginal tears? <laughs> my vagina's weeping. Oh, that's terrible. I'll dry it. I sham wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. please, Pladio band. Somebody yeah. name yourself vaginal tears. Brady, you dried it the second you walked in the room. I'm like a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you would take credit. I for that. dried <laughs> that right up, like SpongeBob out of the water. Vaginal. What is vaginal tears? That's a new one. It's tears, but oh, is that? Oh, oh, it is. Yeah. I, 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 I read it funny. What do you have to look that up for? That's a visual. <laughs> I, think I can't I, tell if it's well, rich or not. Be able to right, I think out. If I had vaginal tears, it would be one peak, and I would be like, "That's torn." 
I'm pretty sure I have vaginal tear. I need to look that up. What do you even search? There's like my vagina looks shredded. <laughs> looks like a cigar, a, like a cartoon cigar. I run to the doctor if I look down and I've got like, you know, a party favor for a penis. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is penal tearing. Vaginal tears isn't a search. That's a drive to the doctor immediately. Pretty so, sure I tore this up. So, John, your theory is if I can't understand a word, I definitely don't have that. Yeah. Then back up two from the word I don't understand, but and that's what I have. If you're capable of WebMDing what you've got, you're you're it's it's just you're a five cold. steps ahead. <laughs> you don't have anything that's going to kill you if you can go to a computer and go wonder what I've got. You're still cognitive and everything. If something's going to kill you fast, you know it, and you're probably laying down or on a gurney right now. If you have the ability to do it, you don't go to a thing where you have to start reading words you don't understand because that's way far down the line. You probably have an ear infection. Almost all <laughs> Sometimes the time. Sometimes they run into problems like they give you the symptoms, you know, that you might be feeling, well, hmm, I think I am feeling that. Yeah. Or, no, I get lost in it. I get that little lump on my shoulder, and they're like, could be shoulder cancer. But that was like fifth down the list, so I had to talk myself out of it. And when it turns out to be like some benign little weird lump, big deal. And my rule for lumps are if they're not attached to anything, they're nothing. Like if you can move them. Nothing. Until they get too big to ignore. <laughs> That's the rule. It's too big to ignore. Uh, it's a fact. Anyway, if you want me to diagnose, and I'm not going to diagnose any. That's the dangerous thing. I won't diagnose anyone. But more than likely, you do have an ear infection. Start there. Work backwards. You're fine. Take dog meds. Take a Z-Pack and you're done. Z-Packs fix yeah. everything. Brett's Got right. AIDS? Z-Pack. Z-Pack. They didn't know. I'm sure for a while. Oh, I'm sure. Like, you got, here's a Z-Pack. See yeah. if this knocks it out. I, gu- I guarantee you that loads of gays in the late 70s were getting Z-Packs and didn't know why. <laughs> and it wasn't working, so like Z-Packs aren't – this is more serious than we thought. If doctors were any good, they'd have come up with something better than the Z-Pack over the last 50 years because that's if, – if, if a Z-Pack can't fix it, more than likely, it's terminal. Yeah. Z-Pack's a cure-all. They're, they fix everything. And if they can't give you a Z-Pack for it, they're like, we don't know what to do. Z-Packs don't work. We got to – this is crazy. Get in the hospital and lay down. Anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? Uh, of course, our wake-up song is brought to you by our buddies from Action Ride Shop. Still a couple days left to get in on the raffle for the new e-bike, the Santa Cruz $14,000 retail bike. So uh, you got to get in there for 50 bucks, get yourself a pair of gloves, and get into the raffle. Go online, actionrideshop.com, or go to over. Gilbert Road in Southern. This is over already. So on the list, uh, we got a bunch of stuff, including Toto's Africa for Gilbert Christian. We can do the Weezer version just to make it more modern. I'm fine with the Toto version, too, for Gilbert Christian's tribute to Africa. You don't like Cherokee people for the next concert? Uh, Well, well, let's wait for it. People are suggesting Blue Swede. Blue Swede? What's that? The uh, Uga Chaka. Oh, Uga Chaka. That's Blue Swede. I don't know. Hooked on a feeling. Well, I do like uh, Rata Matata from Simple Toto. Rata Matata. Rata Matata. But that's, uh, let's go with Africa. Because Brady's in the mood after being exposed to the Zulu culture last night from a kid named Jaden singing with his Kid Leroy hair. <laughs> and now a kid who looks just like Jake Paul is going to do his tribute to Africa. <laughs> What's up, guys? Hey, bros. <laughs> Ula, uh, da, oh, oh. My God, Braden has practiced for hours being African. He's almost convinced me. You don't know. Terrible. John, what was that name you call it? Was it Umgato? I'm putting that on a El jersey. Gato. Uh, who, the basketball player or basketball my cat? Player. Basketball player. Umgakak. 
<laughs> Good luck spelling it. Ungukuk. <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to get banned from work for trying to. I'm buying a son's jersey with that on it. Ungukuk. <laughs> Pass it to Ungukuk. He will help you win the games. You get all weird and start shooting away there in the corner because you think you're Dan Marley. Just play defense, Whitey. Pass it to Ungukuk. We're known for it. Be a little Danny Ainge for me out there. Get out there and do some work. No threes. Unless Mgukok needs a break. Then you guys can start firing threes like crazy because they're only if if Mgukok needs a blow. We're sitting him down. You guys fire threes like mad because that's what the white kids do. But when he's on the floor, you pass it to Mgukok. 7-1 and you didn't win a championship. The coach, I think he was the coach, uh, texted me and said they made it to the semis and lost to Sunny Slope, who won the whole championship that year. Well, Sunny Slope better had their They own. had some Lost Boys as Did well. Did they? Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> they should just change the name to the Sunny Slope Lost Boys. Anybody who's wandered the desert for a couple you're allowed in. But the worst thing is, like, you know, got Ngakak and Moisha. All right, you're not, you don't touch the ball, Moisha. Uh, all right, you got it? Ready? John, I'd like to nominate something you said this morning as phrase of the century. Okay. Loads of gays are getting Z-Packs. <laughs> they probably were. Loads of gays in the 70s got Z-Packs. They were throwing everything at it. And that's just proof medicine's not that dangerous. Because when you got something terrible, they're like, throw that in them. All of a sudden, they're not talking about how antibiotics are going to wear out. They'll just throw you on a super death course of it, try to just poison your whole body. John, I can't tell you who I am or where I work, but trust me, I work in a vet pharmacy. All of our drugs have to be safe for human consumption. Yeah. You can take your dog's drugs as long as they match the dosing of what your doctor recommends, and you save yourself a copay. Go see yeah. your vet today. I base it off the fact that my Rimadil is for a 90-pound pit bull. Yeah, double. Two. Right. He got one. I get two. In some cases, the dogs can take uh, more that's than the true. Don't larger. Me, what? No, that's bad advice. No, <laughs> what are you doing? No, no, I'm no. saying Rimadil, not, it's terrible for their livers. Not Rimadil, but oh, I'm saying on certain – they said, you know, the dog shh, actually shh, takes a higher shush, dose than you shush, would. Shush. By pound, maybe. Maybe it's I don't know. Pound. Stop <laughs> paying attention to that because it's the same stuff. Five to ten milligrams is five to ten milligrams for a dog or for me. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be taking. And don't listen to Brady. Jesus Christ, I thought I was being irresponsible. Dr. Bogan. Dog can handle pretty much any dose you give it. <laughs> Double them up. You know what they love is that NyQuil chicken. <laughs> they just walk around. They're hearty. They've been fine. The oxy has been. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it keeps them pain free. <laughs> Fentanyl. They love it. Anyway, don't do that. Don't treat your dogs like that. Only yourself. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.